You are listening to No PC Allowed, a.k.a. No Political Correctness Allowed. And I am Mac Iverson. Is feminism even necessary? Let's begin with some history. Feminism has roots that go way back but picked up steam during the Gilded Age at the turn of the 20th century. Many of the spoiled, ultra-rich women, after sitting around having tea with the super-educated, got bored and decided to take some of their husbands' vast resources and start a social movement that contrasted sharply with their own experience, that having sympathy with those suffering discrimination and abuse from all the horrible men. Sympathy for suffering suffragettes. To quote Rush Limbaugh, I have no problem with the women's movement as long as I'm walking behind it. And Bill Clinton said he was concerned with women's issues, especially harassment of women. The only problem is he still thinks harass is two words. Feminism languished until the 1970s when Betty Friedan pushed the ERA, or Equal Rights Amendment. Americans intelligently voted that down because they feared, amongst other things, homosexual marriage and open co-ed bathrooms, which, sadly enough, happened anyway. Little else happened until the 1980s when Anita Hill, a paranoid, silly, opportunistic liar, complained that Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas told her, get this, that he found a pubic hair on a Coke can, and that was supposed to pass as harassment. A charge so trivial and so paranoid and so childish and so completely inane as to boggle one's mind, and yet she received tons of undeserved attention when she should have been laughed out of the confirmation proceedings. Similarly, Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh was witch-hunted by psycho bitch Dr. Balsey Ford, accusing him or someone like him or someone near him or kind of sort of looking like him or maybe perhaps trying to... Uh, rape her at a party a kajillion years ago. But hey, don't worry. Politics had nothing whatsoever to do with any of it. Both Hill and Ford showcase emotionally unstable women in the worst and most ludicrous and embarrassing negative stereotypes imaginable. By trying to promote feminism, they ended up making it look outrageously stupid. One of the great clarion calls of feminism is being what's called a strong woman. What is a strong woman? Feminists fear and even hate truly strong women. Does being strong mean being intimidating like a bully, looking and talking like a man? Women who are strong in Christ can be completely feminine and as strong as any man. Feminists are in a war against femininity. How ironic, but they are. Feminists are anti-female and embrace bullying idiotologies that combines self-loathing with jealousy of men, competing with men, and driving truly happy women 
down in the process. Feminism has led to an explosion of homosexuality. If you look at a survey map from just a few decades ago, surveys showed homosexuals to be tiny in number. Currently, the same maps show vast increases in the number of homosexuals throughout America. What changed? Feminism had an obvious role because liberated, dominating mothers and overly dependent sons, and without positive male role models, is the magic recipe for this breakdown. For example, prior to this came the general breakdown of the family. The U.S. government gives money to women with no husband in their lives, and the more illegitimate children they have, the more money the government gives them. With the absent male, the children, especially boys, are crippled and so become sexually confused. What is a man and what is a man attracted to? They don't know. And so they develop an unhealthy obsession with the absent male, which turns into a sick and twisted romantic yearning for males in general. Everyone in the family suffers. But hey, it's all good for big, intrusive, overbearing government, and that's all that really matters. Government needs weak citizens with a bovine innocence in order to dominate them. Feminists need propaganda. This is why TV shows and movies and commercials work so hard to promote a forced, inauthentic equality, often showing strong women alongside goofy, stupid men. This is clearly patronizing and is really insulting to women, not men. But without this propaganda, the propagandists themselves know that the equality scam will not survive. Why not? Because erasing natural borders that make men and women unique from each other is very forced and disingenuous. Scams of all kinds need this miseducation to even survive, let alone thrive. Feminists are the driving force of the left because they embrace emotionalism versus critical thinking. Ex-feminist Casey J., after doing objective research, eventually admitted that there are 2,000 women's shelters and only, and only one for men. Not that it really matters. But statistics show that unmarried men are more likely to be hit by a woman than a man hitting a woman. Then why are there so few shelters for men? Because men aren't threatened by women. Men are often falsely accused of rape, and their names are put out there for all to see, while the women's identity remains a secret. Men are more likely to lose a child in custody. Men suffer more from paternity fraud, draft into combat, suicide, workplace deaths, war deaths, sentence disparity, homelessness, and on and on and on. If you ask me, this should not be a call for men's rights, because this is life and life is notoriously messy, and because there are obvious differences between men and women. White Christian males are always the main target. Why? Well, we have to be the scapegoat because we complain the least. In other words, we are the target because we largely refuse to play the socialist, communist, fascist division game. 
the so-called progressives, really the regressives, hate us with a passion because we are always standing in the way of socialist, communist, fascist regress. This communist-derived division trick is an old hat trick. Americans should know better. And because of our unique American history, Americans deserve better than petty jealousies and bitter, immature, narcissistic competition from the fairer sex. We all deserve better. Economists Stevenson and Wolfers discovered that women rated their overall life satisfaction higher than men in the 1970s. Since that time, it has dropped and has remained below that of men. What went wrong in the 1970s? There were massive inroads in women's lib and also the sexual revolution. It really took off in the late 70s. There were more opportunities, certainly more legal equality, but less overall happiness. Women dominate in college admissions, but I argue that this is not what women really want. So what do they really want? Do they want more rights? Extra rights? In Switzerland, women weren't even allowed to vote until 1971. In the 1980s, in more rural conservative areas, working Swiss women reported being happier than working women in more liberal areas. They also reported less discrimination, and they made less money, and yet they were happier. Less so-called equality correlated with more happiness. What are leftists the world over obsessed with? Equality of outcome. Why, if it doesn't make the citizenry any happier? Why is it even on their radar screen? Because socialism needs to factionalize or to divide and conquer to make it easier to gain power over the masses. This is so obvious. In a 2016 article in The Guardian, journalist Anna Petherick after citing all the previous information that clashed with the idea of feminism is good for female happiness, oddly concluded the following. Asked how satisfied she is with her lot in life, the housewife of the early 1970s probably just reflected on whether things were going well at home. The same question today evokes evaluations across many areas of life. Declining happiness among women may seem depressing, but whoever claimed an expanded consciousness brings satisfaction. Unquote. This feminist, anti-feminine snobbery says that if your main focus is on the homestead and not out thrashing out at the world like men have to do, then somehow these home-focused women are suffering from limited consciousness. Or how about this idea? These so-called non-liberated women have instead found peace in life at home. To quote a famous pigtailed girl from Kansas, there's no place like home. Solutions. Number one, work hard 
to promote only conservative pro-family Republicans, not rhinos and certainly not Democrats, and promote them into every elected office in America. Number two, get involved. Start your own blog or even podcast and be courageous and defend America against all the outrageous assertions from these feminist nuts. And number three, one of the best solutions, and this will always be an ongoing theme with me, always speak up and assert your own uniquely American point of view. We need not ever fear the gulags in America as long as a sufficient number of Americans insist insist on exercising their First Amendment freedoms. Is feminism even necessary? The objective answer is a resounding no. But non-naive feminine women are necessary. You've been listening to No PC Allowed. I'm Mac Iverson. We will meet again next week and every week.